What's going on? Welcome to the Ransomed Bodies Project. I am your host, Trent Harrison. I am the founder and CEO of Ransomed Bodies Training. This podcast is for those who want more out of their fitness journey and who are ready to unlock their fullest potential with their physique without cutting out your favorite carbs or eating within a four-hour window. You are going to learn how to turn your body into a fat-burning furnace and muscle-building machine. I am going to break down some of the biggest myths, controversies, and questions that you are facing right now that are stopping you from unlocking your best self. You ready? Let's get it. So today we're diving into the true signs of masculinity. And I really believe in our society, in our culture today, masculinity has been skewed. Masculinity is not what it is today. Masculinity is something that has changed over time. And I want to break down what I believe are the true signs of masculinity. I want to break down and take the pressure off of of the men in our culture and society that are walking out this like performance thing that does not need to exist. And right now you may be feeling like you're behind in life. Right now you may be feeling like you should have accomplished so much more. Maybe you feel like you should be a lot more successful than you are right now. But what I want to do is really break down what the standards of masculinity are to me and why I believe these things. I think we've seen a lot of of guys come up, whether it's like the Andrew Tates or the liver kings are these like really like masculine macho alpha men showing up in our society and like really trying to define what masculinity looks like and for me i believe it looks a lot different than what is kind of being being shown in our society and our culture and you know i know when i was growing up masculinity to me the way it was modeled was in rappers and so my favorite rappers when i was growing up in high school were guys like Wiz Khalifa, Lil Wayne, you know, Waka Flocka, like these type of guys. That was, that was the era that I really grew up in. And ASAP Rocky, right? Like hip hop for me was, was my like biggest influence. So whatever music that I was listening to when I was growing up in high school, that was what I embodied. That was literally like the way I dressed, the way I talked, the drugs that I did. Like whatever I was listening to at the moment was the way that I I walked out, the way I treated women, the way I talked to women, all that stuff was dictated and influenced by rap music. It was dictated and influenced by my most influential rapper that I was listening to. And so for me, like my view of masculinity was, was very skewed in terms of how I viewed people, in terms of how I showed up, in terms of how I presented myself. And then now as I've become a father, now, as I've become a Christian and really like follow Jesus, like my perception of being a masculine man has shifted. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down four key pillars that I believe every single masculine male should have. And these pillars may be something you have heard of before. They may be something you have not. But I will tell you this right now. A lot of these things are going to be countercultural, countercultural, meaning most of the people in the society are, are going to view these things as weak. And I think walking in like this absolute brute strength is not a sign of a masculine man. I think having it all together is not a sign of someone who lives in masculinity. But the first thing, and I want you to write this down if you're taking notes, that defines a masculine man for me is vulnerability. Vulnerability is the one thing we can connect to as human beings. If someone is not willing to be vulnerable with you, then guess what? You're not going to be able to have a connection with that individual. 
with my wife and I, like, imagine if I was not vulnerable with my wife. Imagine if I didn't share my deepest pains, my deepest fears, my deepest struggles. Imagine if I wasn't wasn't willing to get emotional with my wife. Like, how do you feel like our connection would be? Imagine if I was not willing to have a hard conversation with someone. Imagine if I was not willing to tell my wife, hey, that that really like hurt me and upset me when you said that. Imagine if I wasn't able to tell my friends that, those things. Imagine if I never shared my weaknesses with anybody and I just held it all in. Like in our society, in our culture, men are just told to hold in their emotions or told to hold in their feelings. And we bottle things up and we never talk about what we're, what's actually going on in our lives. We never talk about it, how we're actually feeling. And if you've listened to me for a long period of time, if you watch my trainings, you listen to my story, you could tell that I'm I'm a pretty vulnerable guy. Like um, I share a lot of things. I share a lot of personal things, not because I'm trying to get sympathy, truly because I want to connect with every single individual that that I get to provide value to on a deeper level. Like really, I do. And I believe that my story is valuable. And I believe that the struggles I've been through, I believe that failures I've had, I believe that the pain I've experienced can help someone else. And when I'm able to be vulnerable on a deeper level, not only with people close to me, but also like publicly, it creates a deeper connection. So in order to walk in masculinity, you need to have a connection with other people. And in order to establish a solid connection with individuals, with people, you need to be able to be vulnerable. You need to be able to show your emotions. Like there's this saying that says like, cry like a man. And I actually read the book, Cry Like a Man by Jason Wilson. Uh, amazing book. I would definitely recommend reading it for any any guy. But he talks about the importance of being able to master yourself, being able to master your emotions. And I'm going to talk about that in a second as well. But like you need to learn to be able to express how you're feeling without the fear of how someone else may perceive you. That's number one. Number two is provision to provide. And here's how society defines providing, putting food on the table, paying the bills, paying the rent. That's not what provision means. It's a part of it, yes, but provision isn't just about money. Provision isn't just about getting a paycheck. Provision isn't just about having a roof over our heads. Provision is about providing safety, security, love, an ear to listen to. Are you present or are you just there? And a lot of us have experienced people, maybe your father was like this. Yeah, he was providing financially, but he never was actually there. He was, wasn't ever actually providing. And for a lot of men, they're not or a lot of boys, a lot of boys are not looking for fathers that can just give them material needs, but they're actually looking for someone who can provide the safety, who can provide the security, who can provide an ear to listen, who can provide love. And so as you're stepping into a deeper version of manhood, as you're trying to discover what that looks like for you, you have to ask yourself, are you actually providing for those around you the way that they need it? Because we get into this this rat race where we're like, oh, I got to make more money if I want to provide for my family. Like in order to be a successful father, in order to be a successful leader, you think provision has to do with financial means only. Financial means are definitely a part of provision, but they are not the end all be all. Are you actually showing up for those in your life? Are you actually there like when they need you? That's what provision means. Provision means when someone's struggling, I show up, I'm there, I'm listening, I'm, I'm present. Number three is to lead by example. Man, man, this one gets under my skin. How many men do you know that are hypocrites, that are leading by example? They say, do what I say, don't do what I do. That is such a dangerous place to be. Such a dangerous place to be. My daughter, Eliza, one of the things that's that's so funny is like, she loves to eat the foods that I eat. She will literally, she'll, she eats egg whites, she eats protein oatmeal. She loves protein shakes. 
She even eats cream of rice, like with protein powder in it. Like this girl loves protein because it tastes good. I don't know, but I really believe that she eats a lot of protein because she sees dad eating a lot of protein. Like what leading by example comes down to the actions that you have, not the words that you speak. She can't even really understand completely. She's two years old. She can't understand completely what I say, but she sees what I do at two years old. She's eating these foods. I don't force her to eat these foods. She just sees it modeled every single day. And so if you want to lead, whether it's leading a team at work, whether it's leading your friends, whether it's leading your family, whether it's leading your kids, whether it's leading your wife, whether it's leading your house, if you want to lead, and I can guarantee you, you are in a place of leadership role if you're listening to this right now. You have some type of leadership role. Stop downplaying your life. Maybe you you lead people at work. Maybe you lead people in your friend group. Maybe you lead people at church. Maybe you lead people at home. But you are in some form of leadership in one way or another. Stop discounting yourself as a leader. You are a leader. If you want to lead by example and step into that place of authority, it starts with leading by example and the actions that you live by every single day. Every single day. This is a day in, day out thing. People are always watching what you're doing. People are always paying attention to the moves that you're making, good or bad. And oftentimes what happens is we think the things we're doing in secret will not get seen. They will get seen. Maybe not right now, but eventually these things will come to the surface. So are you leading by example? Are you paving the way for those who are looking at the actions that you're taking in life? And then number four is to master your emotions. Your emotions are the rudder to your life. Most men have no control over their emotions. Why? Because number one, they don't feel their emotions. They don't know how to harness and access their emotions properly, right? They just suppress things. When you suppress something, it's almost like I heard the analogy of this. This is what it looks like to suppress your emotions. And this may be the most valuable thing you get out of this training. It's almost like holding a ping pong ball underwater. If you play beer pong, you know how this goes, right? Or maybe you just played ping pong before. When you hold a ping pong ball underwater, the pressure just builds and builds and builds and builds. And then guess what? The lower, the deeper you hold a ping pong ball underwater, when you let the pressure off, the higher it shoots up. So if you have a ping pong ball just underneath the surface of the water, it's just going to pop up to the surface. Not a big deal. But if you push the ping pong ball like a couple of inches or a couple or like a feet or two down below, it's going to shoot up and not only shoot up to the surface, but it's actually going to get air. The lower you hold a ping pong ball underwater, the bigger it gets when it comes out of water. And so by you holding on to your emotions, all you're doing is you're creating a bigger splash when you end up releasing them. This is what happened to me. This is what happened to me when I had my anxiety attack. I was just holding on to it. I was suppressing my emotions three years ago. And eventually, it was just one day I just couldn't take it anymore. And everything came to the surface. Are you mastering your emotions? Do you know how to feel your emotions and, and use them to your advantage? Or are you a slave to your emotions? Most men are a slave to, to their anger, to their frustration, to their rage, to their lust. Most men are slaves to their emotions, and that's why they're not able to get to the place they need to in life. Use your emotions to your advantage, but you cannot master your emotions until you actually start feeling them. Like when was the last time you actually cried? I know for myself, like crying is something that's hard for me. Even when like my grandma passed away a few months ago, I, I really didn't even cry. You know, and, and for me, like I always try to feel those things when it happens. Like if some, if you have a loss, if you have a tragedy, something's happening in your life, or do you feel it? Or do you just push it down and numb the pain? 
Master your emotions. These, to me, are the four signs of masculinity. Number one is vulnerability. Number two is provision, which is not only providing financially, but providing in a lot of other ways. Number three is leading by example. And then number four is to master, master your emotions. Of course, this is a continual journey. This is not something you're just going to flip the switch on right away. But having the increased awareness of these traits and these factors will lead you to living a more successful and more impactful life long term. All right. I hope you got some value from today. If you did, let me know. Take a screenshot of this and post it to your Instagram story. And then I will uh, repost you to my page. See you on the next training. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got some value from this episode. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you lose your next 15 to 30 plus pounds, build muscle, and develop a healthy lifestyle, just DM me on Instagram at TrizzlemanFitness with the word transform, and I will reach out to you directly to see if I can help. I will see you on the next episode, and God bless.